0: Hey, everybody, it's Michael here, and you're listening the to the Good E-Reader radio show. There's some
1: people down the way that's thirsty, so let the liquid spirit free. The people are thirsty because of man's unnatural hand. Watch what happens when the people catch wind, when the water hits the banks of that hard, dry land. Clap your hands now. ahead and Clap your hands now. Clap your hands now. Go ahead and clap your hands now. Mm-hmm. And fill your water tank Dip down and take a drink And fill your water tank Down the way that's thirsty Let the liquid spirit free The folk are thirsty Because of man's unnatural hand Watch what happens When the people catch wind Of the water hidden banks Of hard, dry land Clap your hands now Clap your hands now Clap your hands now Clap your hands now, your hands now. Mm-hmm. Dip down and take a drink with spirit
0: everybody, welcome back to a breaking news audio edition of the Goody Reader Radio Show. Uh, my name is, of course is Michael and I'm joined by Digital Book World's own Jeremy Greenfield. How are you doing, Jeremy? I'm
2: okay, Michael. How are you?
0: Not too bad. So it looks like Amazon has announced a copious amount of products. What do you know about it?
2: Well, uh, what I want to know is what you want to know. So I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions about it uh, because you are clearly the expert here. Uh, Amazon has uh, two new high-end tablets. Uh, Amazon has also lowered the price on on, uh, a third tablet and has a a whole bunch of software. So what jumps out at you about the hardware specs uh, for these new tablets?
0: Well, it looks like they're not reinventing the wheel with the 8.9 and the 7, and these are considered the HDX models. You can think of it as uh, a little bit of a slimmer profile, but the specs have been dramatically increased, which immediately is compelling to me because Amazon does video, audio, they do ebooks, they do magazines, they have their hands in numerous cookie jars. So if there's any company that has a lot invested in the multimedia capabilities of their tablets, it's pretty well Amazon. I think the 8.9 tablet is especially interesting just because they really dramatically increase the resolution. You have uh, 2560 by 1600 pixels and it actually is a little bit stronger in the graphics department uh, than the Kobo 10 inch tablet uh, that was announced I believe about 3-4 weeks ago now. And it doesn't blow it away in terms of the specs, but subtly, almost in every way, from the processor to uh, the RAM to the resolution, is a little bit better on uh, the Kobo line of tablets.
2: Well, what do you you think is the better buy, uh, Kobo or, or, or Kindle?
0: Well... I think it all depends where you live. If you live in the US, you have unbridled access to uh, their instant video, to a lot of the benefits with Prime, whereas Kobo is a little bit more agnostic in terms of how consumers can access the content. I think, in an international level, like I live in Canada, I know a lot of our listeners live in the UK, Western Europe, and things like that. I would probably almost say that the Kobo 10 is probably the better investment just because you have unbridled access to their entire media library, whereas with uh, Amazon, unless you live in the States, you're kind of not getting the full experience.
2: And, uh, you know, you mentioned that the Amazon tablets don't really blow the Kobo devices out of the water uh, like they used to. And let's bring some of the other competitors into the mix, maybe Samsung or Apple. Um, Does this new tablet launch? impress you in a way where you say, wow, you know, Amazon's really uh, gone above and beyond some of these competitors?
0: Well, I mean, I would probably say that the new Amazon tablet uh, does trounce probably everything else on the market in terms of uh, processor power, which is uh, relatively at about 23 2 gigahertz, and it has two gigs of RAM, but I think that the resolution on this tablet is better than the iPad, it's better than the Nook, it's better than the Kobo, it, it pretty well is better than Samsung and a lot of other tablets on the market. And it's very interesting to see Amazon sort of lead the charge in terms of a tablet that has Dolby surround sound has like a 11 hours of battery life whereas if you're just reading you're almost getting 17 hours because they implemented a low powered mode which if you're reading it kind of goes into this like um reading mode so to speak where Unlike other tablets, like I have an iPad, if I'm reading for like 5 or 6 hours, my battery life is almost dead, whereas with this, I almost get like 3 times the battery life uh, on the new Kindle Fire line of tablets versus like the competition.
2: So let's talk about uh, software since you mentioned sort of Amazon has something that approximates Kobo's reading mode and has added some other software features. you know, there's this new uh, Mayday button that Amazon is touting as you know, revolutionizing customer support and, and 24/7 uh, customer support. Um, you know, what jumps out at you in terms of software, and is this really a game changer for for Kindle?
0: Well, I think if you look at people who buy tablets for the first time, they may not be too familiar with how you access the settings, how you, um, you know, how you set up your tablet for the first time there's there's a lot of, you know, obviously questions and concerns. Like if my mom had bought a tablet for the first time, she would be able to turn it on, but that's really about it. So, um you know, Mayday basically walks you through the common features. If you have any, you know, questions, what does this do? A little guy pops up and explains exactly what it does, highlights specific things and walks you through it. And then instead of having to call people, Um, I know a lot of people have really complained about tech support you know you have a question you call a number and you wait on hold for like 20 minutes 30 minutes and you know you don't really get your problem resolved whereas with uh, the new Kindle Mayday feature you can actually talk to live tech support people uh, directly on the tablets which I think it would appeal to a lot more people and um, as you said Kobo actually surprised me when they announced their uh, reading mode, which basically eliminates the distraction when you're on your tablet. Uh, if you've ever read on your tablet, you know that you get email pop-ups, you get Facebook status updates. You know, There's a lot of things that distract you uh, from the reading experience. So Amazon has sort of borrowed a page out of Kobo's playbook and implemented a feature called Quiet Time, which when you initially it initiated it basically eliminates all of the sort of superfluous information that you'll get. So you won't get any email notifications. You won't get any social media updates and things like that. So you can just focus on reading and eliminate some of the distractions that sort of go along with it.
2: So end of the day, is this a hit or a miss for, for Amazon? It doesn't completely blow out, out of the water the competitors, but it seems to be either the, the top or one of the top competitors Um, and it added a lot of new good software features that, you know, the industry may try to imitate. So what do you think? Hit or miss for Amazon?
0: Well, Uh, it's fairly expensive I mean uh, the 7 inch HDX is about 229 uh, the 8.9 is about 379 and then of course you can get it a little bit cheaper if you opt into the special offers and you know have ads served to you on your home screen and on your uh, sleep screen um, they're not really being shipped out until like basically like November uh, for most of them and I, I don't know I mean it, I, I it's very interesting because they actually have Goodreads built right into these tablets, much like they do with the new Paperwhite. So you can sort of participate in this like giant social ebook discovery community. You know, read reviews, make buying decisions, and things like that. So it seems like these tablets, more than almost any other tablet on the market, is really geared towards. Social book discovery, uh, the process of reading, as well as being able to tap into watching videos and audio and audiobooks and things like that. So it, it's it's undenying that Amazon probably has one of the most extensive ecosystems in the world. That you know have you know like I said they have their hands in a lot of cookie jars. So. It'll be very interesting to actually have these in the hand and actually you know, compare them directly to their competitors. On paper, their specs are a little bit more powerful than anything else on the market, but it's all about real-world conditions. How do these work in the sun? Amazon says that they have revised the screen and, and did a lot of anti-glare technology but you know that's all fine and well almost all tablet companies say that but once you actually have it out in the sun and have competitors products right next to there then you kind of get uh, an indication on okay you know put the pace put these devices through the paces of real world conditions you know ambient light bright lights sitting on a beach sitting on a shade how do these actually perform and that's the real question
2: so it sounds like it's, a, it's maybe a hit, but not a home run uh, for
0: Amazon. I think so. You could think of it as like, um, they're not reinventing the wheel with any of these uh, new devices, and they have three. They have uh, the 7 and 8.9 HDX, and then they have uh, the new Kindle Fire, which is sort of their entry-level tablet, with a $139 price point, so I think that... This probably this tablet will probably almost sell more just because anybody could afford it. And when we live in a world where most tablets are costing you know well over two to five hundred dollars now, a lot of people are looking for these economically viable tablets, and I think that their their normal HD tablets, I think, will probably sell fairly well, um, all things considered.
2: Well, good to know. I know what I'm going to do now. This holiday season. I'm going to stick with my uh, reading on my e-reader. Yeah. Uh,
0: You know, when it comes to just a pure e-book experience, nothing really beats a dedicated e-reader. And I know that I think probably next week we are going to get that Kindle Paperweight 2 that they announced, you know, weeks ago. Uh, We were, like, one of the first to pre-order it, and so we're going to be reviewing that and it'll be very interesting to kind of compare the, the first generation paperweight against the second generation to see, you know, how it, you know, is it worth its upgrade? Because it, it seems like with tablets, because you know Amazon and Nook and Kobo they pretty well do a new one or a few every year whereas you look at like Samsung or like Acer and Asus and I mean you would be hard pressed to go a few months without a new tablet being announced so
2: mm-hmm.
0: i wonder if 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 having sort of a smaller product portfolio as such as the case of Amazon, actually is better for the consumer because they spend more time um, refining it rather than just like pumping things out and hoping that they'll sell. What do you think about that philosophy?
2: Uh, I think that in terms of what happens to the ebook market and the way it impacts the market, the more important thing is the ecosystem and sort of the customer acquisition and retention. Uh, so I don't think that, that anything has happened. And as I've said before on your show, Um, in the device marketplace to really change that paradigm.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, these new tablets um, are upgraded almost in every single way. You know, the OS is upgraded. It has more of an, an Android... Uh, experience. Um, In the past, if you've ever had a Kindle Fire, it sort of has that main screen carousel where it has, you know, a finite number of new things that you've added or things that you've accessed recently and they have kind of borrowed a a page out of the traditional Android experience where you can kind of go to that grid view and see, you know, 10 apps listed side by side and you know scroll pages and kind of get a sense of everything that's like on your tablet but it really looks like Amazon not only invested a lot in the hardware but actually refined the software uh, fairly well you know with the Mayday feature with the the Goodreads uh, you know uh, implementation and they've also added x-ray to music video to their ebooks books and, and to all of that. Uh, one thing that we didn't actually mention, which I thought was very interesting, but without kind of seeing it in person, it's kind of hard to, to judge, but they have this thing called the second screen uh, experience. And... A lot of, you know, sports, uh, wrestling, all this type of thing is always hype that that second screen experience. So when you're watching the game and there's a commercial on that runs for three or four minutes, you may be thinking, you know, what am I missing? You know, is there uh, plays going on? Is there, you know, things going on that I should be watching? And so a lot of companies, especially sports organizations really hype this second extreme screen experience where there's commercials on your T V so you're looking at your tablet and finding out what's going on um you know during that commercial break well amazon's kind of like turned that on its head and is actually doing this proper second screen experience where if you're watching a movie on your tablet, you can just swipe the movie up and it goes on your TV. So the movie's not actually being displayed on a tablet anymore. It's actually on your TV. So while you're watching the movie, you could be you know, checking your email or, or surfing the net or you know being on Wikipedia or whatever. And whatever you're doing on your tablet actually isn't on your TV. It's just the first initial thing that you swiped up, which I find very, very interesting.
2: Uh it is a very interesting paradigm and it sort of dovetails very nicely with what we've been seeing over the past few years of you know multi screen content consumption. And I think we'll probably see more of it and in more ways that than we can imagine right now.
0: You know, I agree, and I mean it's Amazon's kind of in this unique position because a lot of Companies, you know, that we mentioned, like uh, so like your Samsung, like your your Acer and Asus, they just really do hardware. They're not really invested in in their own ecosystem. I mean, Samsung has like a basic app store, but they don't have uh, a lot else. You know, they don't have their own video service. They don't have a lot of this and that. So, um, I, I would almost say that they're in a weaker position versus companies like Apple, like Amazon, like even uh, Barnes and Noble. That Not only do they sell e-books, but they sell television shows and movies and all this other multimedia content uh, and and markets it directly to the consumer via the hardware device that you have. And so it would be interesting to see if, if people are actually going to take advantage of the second screen experience because uh, there's a lot of unknowns. What type of TV do you need to have? Is it DL- DLNA? Do you have to have anything special? Do you have to have a smart TV with an app? It's kind of unknown at this point on what type of hardware that you need in order to actually take advantage of the second screen experience because if you need to basically buy a new TV, may not be worth it. Agreed. Yeah. So in the end, um, I guess this is the biggest news of the day, and I kind of wanted to do a breaking audio update because you know there's a there's a lot of things. Um, you know, you you you've saw the press releases. I I know you've done a little bit on it. Is there anything that leaps out at you regarding um the three new tablets, the operating system upgrade, and and any of this?
2: To be honest, no. Uh, I was expecting this. I was expecting it to be you know the same marginal increases. I don't think we've seen a really game-changing innovation in uh, this category since the iPad was announced, basically. Um, and I think Amazon is fully capable of delivering that game-changing innovation, and Amazon certainly has been innovative in both um, you know, looking at successful ideas of competitors, like this reading mode and, and, and quiet time thing, and, and also innovating on its own with the Mayday button. Um, I just don't see any of these as Significantly moving the needle in the ebook market.
0: You know, we were both at the the Kobo launch event, and I ca- remember when Kobo was actually talking about uh, their reading mode, and they actually i I remember vividly that they were talking about how they had patents on that. So, do you think with Amazon almost blatantly copying what Kobo's did, do you think that that might even cause? some like legal complications because it's basically the same thing doing, you know, the exact same thing. It's just called something else.
2: You know, I don't really know the answer to that question, but I would suspect that, you know, these kinds of companies are stepping on each other's patents all the time and that a lot of their patents are, um, you know, redundant with each other and, um, you know, the, the patent system is, is sort of broken so that, you know, for if a company wants to sue another company uh, over patent infringement, that it's really about one heavyweight delivering some kind of, you know, knockout blow or haymaker to another heavyweight the way that, um, you know, Apple extracted a billion or a couple billion dollars out of Samsung recently. Um, so I don't see Kobo playing in that in that realm of player, but I, you know I could be wrong. It could be that um, Rakuten does want to go after Amazon, and, and I, I'm not really well versed in, in these sorts of issues, so uh, I'll just have to wait and see.
0: Yeah, I, I'm not either, but I find it very interesting that you know uh, Kobo announced this you know um, many weeks ago now, and at the time, I mean I I thought that that was something that was sorely lacking and why didn't we have this sooner and now it seems like amazon has uh, developed a service very similar to this but kobo has a patent on that so i kind of wonder in the future how this will all play out and you know what would kobo's thoughts are on that because the the reading mode probably is almost one of the most important elements that I think when it comes to a company that sells eBooks, but also sells hardware, when you, when you look at the Android platform, I mean, it's riddled with distractions. I mean, all the time on my iPad I'm reading and I get all these like pings, you know, your troops are ready to fight or, you know, you, you've just received an email and it's like, Oh, maybe I should check that. And, you know, that that's why reading on tablets, For the most part, it's really hard to truly be immersed in that reading experience because of all the distractions, which is why people just go with e-readers because you buy it to read books and doesn't really do much else than that. Agreed. All right, guys. So you've been listening to a breaking audio update covering the new Amazon tablets as well as going over some of the major features in the Amazon OS, which is codenamed Mojito, and it actually brings the Android operating system all the way to Jellybean. Uh, please comment on this radio show if you have any questions or concerns. And you have been listening to the Goody Read Radio Show. My name is Michael, and everybody take care.